Hi there, my name is Zamala Olochidi and I'll be discussing a gray area topic with the question tag, am I a sinner if I drink alcohol? Well, we dive straight into scriptures and it will interest you to know that the Bible actually has some very positive things to say about wine, alcohol, and its consumption. So the first verse of scripture we're going to be looking at today is Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 7. Here we see wine as a tool for relaxation and enjoyment. And King Solomon typically says, go. Eat your bread, drink your wine with a merry heart, for the Lord approves of this. You might go on and say, well, but that's King Solomon. What does Jesus have to say about taking wine? And so we're going to look at another verse of scripture, which is in John chapter 2 from verse 7 to 11. This portion of scripture encapsulates a very interesting and popular story, which is, at the, which is the wedding at Cana where Jesus turned water into wine. Many people argue about whether or not the wine that was referred to here was one that was alcoholic or non-alcoholic. But the master of the feast in verse 10 kind of makes a statement that puts some perspective to things. He called the bridegroom and told him, well, most of the weddings I go to, the bridegroom usually serves the best and most expensive wine first. And then when the wedding guests are drunken, he brings the inferior wine. But you have saved the best for the last. This verse of scripture kind of insinuates the fact that the wine that was being served in the first place could intoxicate and slur their thinking, their mental capability or mental reasoning to notice the depreciation in the value of wine that was given to them. So therefore, the wine that was at the wedding had to have been alcoholic and if Jesus was going to provide more wine, it also had to be alcoholic wine. The next concept that we're going to look at is a tradition that has been passed on from the time of Jesus' death even till now, which is the communion. You know, at the last supper in Matthew chapter 26 from verse 17 to 30, Jesus told his disciples, take this bread, eat it as it is my body, take this wine, drink it as it is my blood, do this in remembrance of me. And the early church from then till now have continued to do these things in remembrance of God so now the question is was this wine alcoholic or non-alcoholic first corinthians chapter 11 from verse 20 to 21 also helps us clear out some doubts in this regard as we see paul addressing the church in corinth concerning their order during the lord's supper in this scripture we see paul telling them that this is the habit of some of you you come for the lord's supper and then you hoard the food and the drink that is meant to be shared to other people to yourself and end up getting drunk while some people leave feeling hungry from this verse of scripture it is clear that the wine that was being served at the lord's supper was also one that could intoxicate all right now so let's look at it from a larger perspective if taking alcohol indeed was sin then it will mean that jesus instructed us to sin now we know that that's not possible all right so then why is this such a gray area why is it a big deal in the body of christ today i'm going to look at a couple more scriptures and let's let's um, dive in shall we first Peter chapter 5 verse 8 talks about being sober and vigilant for we know that we have an enemy the devil who goes about roaring like a lion seeking whom to devour matthew chapter 26 verse 41 jesus saying here also goes watch and pray that you may not fall into temptation for the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak now we're going to look at the characteristics of someone who is under the intoxication of strong wine or alcohol the first one is a weakened balance the second is staggered speech the third is a lowered reasoning capability
Now, I'll put the question across to you. A person who is under the influence of alcohol and exhibiting these characteristics, can such a person be sober, vigilant, and watchful? Yep, your guess is as good as mine. No. So where does it all come together? What is the balance between what we've discussed earlier and what we have now? It is 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 12. Paul so beautifully explains here how that even though all things are lawful for him, not all things are expedient or beneficial like some versions will put it. So even though we know that taking alcohol is something that is permitted, we know that it's not every time that intake of alcohol will be beneficial for us. Allow me to highlight two major reasons why people take alcohol in this day and age, aside from the other reasons I had mentioned earlier from scriptures, which were for relaxation, celebration, and communion. One is formal, which basically means fear of missing out. And allow me to put peer pressure right here because they go hand in hand. An example is this. You go to a bar with your friends and you know they're going to be serving alcohol. But not just this, you also know that you have very low tolerance for alcohol. But because of fear of looking weird or not feeling among, you still decide to take it. No. We know that the response of the believer in a situation like this is definitely abstinence because you know the effect of this alcohol on your body system already. Another reason why people take alcohol in this day and age, which even runs deeper for me, is when they take it to suppress emotions, deal with pain, anxiety, and the hardness that life generally comes with. How does the Bible teach us to deal with anxiety and burdens? Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says that we should be anxious for nothing, but in all things, through prayer and supplication, we are to let our requests be made known unto God. And He is able to fill our heart with the peace that surpasses all understanding. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 furthermore instructs us that we should not be drunk with wine wearing in excess, but we should be filled with the Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and melodious tunes unto God. Here we also see a joy that the world cannot give. If for any reason you have become addicted to alcohol due to any one of the reasons I have mentioned earlier, I have a word for you as well. Romans chapter 6 verse 22 tells us that we have no obligation to do what our flesh tells us to do. You have self-control as a fruit of your spirit and so you can say no. You can stand and abstain and push away strong wine because you know what's better. Now with all that I have said today, we can come together with this one conclusion that alcohol in and of itself is not evil, but its use or its abuse is what can lead to evil. So therefore, I hope that this information has helped you and the next time you have to take strong wine, you're able to check your heart, check your motives and make the right decision. Grace and peace fam.